Welcome back to another episode of In Depth. My name is Luke Hardacre and I'm a surf coach at Ombi. If you're new to Ombi, we take a look at surfing from the perspective of ocean, mind, body and equipment. This podcast is all about straight to the point, surfing tips, giving you something that you can take away every week and implement in your surfing. This week is all about land-based training. Now, if you're not doing land-based training, that's fine. But this is all going to be about why you should do it, firstly. But the main thing that I want this to be about is how to ensure that you're doing it properly and how to make sure that you're not introducing bad habits, making sure that you're training the right things. And this is also an extension of last week's episode, trigger words. So if you haven't listened to that one already, you can listen to it after this one because you can just add in the same information from that one on top of this one and do both of them at the same time. But your land-based training, to put it into just one statement, the idea of learning to feel, learning to move, learning what some of these movements should be and how they should feel so that you can start figuring it out and then move that onto your surfing. There's an age old saying that the only way to get better at surfing is to surf more. And there's a lot of truth in that. But there's also other ways to stimulate your surfing and to learn to feel and learn to move. And that's where your land-based training comes in. And like in any action sport, you need to do more of it. You need to become more familiar and train these movements and patterns over and over. And it's true for any sport. And it's the same for surfing. You need to build muscle memory. But surfing, surfing's an odd place. It's an odd sport, if you consider it a sport. But whatever it is, no two waves are the same. The ocean dictates what you should do on each wave, and quite often, it gives you less than average conditions to practice something on. If you compare it to skating, the ramp never moves, never changes. You select the ramp, bowl, or section that you want to use to practice on what you want to do, and you can do that movement over and over, building repetitions up, muscle memory, and developing that feeling. You don't get that in surfing, nor do you get many spots to yourself without a crowd. So in a two hour surf, how much of that are you actually practicing that? And say you're doing your bottom turn in a two hour surf, how many bottom turns are you doing? You may, you may be only getting a few minutes at best. But like I said at the start, there's no replacing the surf and this is the best place to train. But if you want to improve your surfing quicker, that time in between surfs can be used to work on these movements, develop an understanding of how to move better, and you can start feeling the movements so that you can try and replicate them in the surf again. Land-based training and the whole idea of it, it's going to give you that initial movement and the feeling that you can then further work on and apply in the surf. This is going to increase the rate at which you progress your surfing, and that's why you should do land-based training. So like I say in every episode, like I say with everything you do in your surfing, land-based training is all about developing muscle memory, learning to feel the movements, building up repeat movements, but mainly asking yourself the questions. How did you move? How did that feel? And how did it translate to your surfboard? Or if you're doing land-based training, skateboard. And learning, learning's figuring things out. If in a surf you only did three cutbacks, but in a skate for two hours, you're in a bowl, 
you could try 30 cutbacks with micro adjustments with each one slightly different than the other one. How much faster would you learn that movement and feeling? Sure, you've still got to go back out into the surf, try and apply it there, but you get so much more feeling and you get a much bigger learning experience. They're not one-to-one. You know, there is a difference between skating and surfing, but you can learn to feel and learn to open up your body and create space and just figure these things out. And like I always say, everything in surfing is nuanced. And this is the same with the land-based training. It really depends on what you're doing, what you're riding, what you want to achieve. It's heavily dependent on all those things. And then when you're in the surf, what, what the hell the surf is doing? But this is there's similarities. You're skating, you're surfing, you're trying to get up to the lip. You're trying to get higher up towards the coping. You're trying to do a cutback. You're trying to feel the ramp, compression, extension, all those things. And by training these similarities and asking the questions, making these adjustments, you're going to work through the movement, your technique, and how to improve it. If you think, to give you an example, a lot of people find it really difficult on their backside. And you want to work on your backside bottom turn, getting up. Even if you're on a longboard, it really doesn't matter. This isn't about shortboarding. But you're on your backside and you want to get up to the top of the lip, wherever you are on the wave, whatever style of surfing you are. If you haven't figured out how to lift with your body, compress and extend, open up space, and use your front arm and your back arm to follow through, front arm to lift, lift up, create space, back arm to follow through, you're going to find that movement really difficult. But if you've done that before on something similar and you're like, oh, if I did this on a skate park and I move my body in this way, I then start matching more of the angle of the ramp and the wave and I can get myself up higher. That feeling, that feeling, that's why you want to do land-based training. You can figure that out. You can learn from your mistakes. If you can't make mistakes, you can't learn. And then the other side to this that's huge is muscle memory. And muscle memory is the ability to repeat movements based on previous training. It's the neurological pathways between your body and your mind becoming more familiar with an action. And this is easily trained by frequency. If you think about it in terms of working out in the gym, most beginners will see improvements in strength quickly. And when I say beginners, I mean people who've never really done it before. If you had some time out, you come back in, You've still kind of got those neurological pathways, but you'll still find strength gains reasonably quick. We're talking to someone who's never really done it before. They'll have a really quick initial increase of strength, and that's due to becoming more familiar with the movement patterns. That's simply just, if you think, learning to do a squat properly, doing it more and more, and the more your brain can make that movement efficient, you can lift more weight. And it's very similar in everything else that you do with muscle memory. It's just training your brain how to move well and become more efficient at it. And this is where as you keep going into the gym or anything else you do, mainly with gym, your strength gains are really slow. So to build the actual muscle takes ages. And I'm not someone who specializes in this part of the world and exercise and strength training, but that's just I guess, common knowledge. It's to build muscle takes time. You've got to put in efforts. The bodybuilders have their strict diet routine, all of this. But as a beginner, you've got such an advantage of learning a new movement that it's just training your brain. And you want to take advantage of that. So your land-based training is a quicker way to build some of that muscle memory outside of the surf. And then you take it into the surf to perfect it. 
the other side of this, and if you've been listening long enough, reading the emails prior to this podcast, you know what's coming up. It's training without stress. Everything's about minimizing stress. Sometimes when I think about surfing, it's really you against yourself. It's a battle of how well can you relax yourself because when you're more relaxed, you move better. You've heard me say it before. So the other side of land-based training then is removing stress. And as I said in the Trigger Words episode last week, you've got Dippy, you've got so many things and distractions going on in the surf that it can get stressful. And most surfers aren't even aware of the tension or stress that they're having. And this is so true in skating as well. If you're going to go skating, we'll do a whole other chat about skating. But first thing, every session, just breathe, relax, get rid of tension and stress before you start. That's the best thing to do. Side note, tangent, I know. Anyways, if you watch a surfer with bad style, you can start to see where they're holding tension and where they're not moving well. Their body starts to look like they're locked up. And you can see some parts of their body are moving and others aren't. And it looks like they're, I guess, like guarding themselves. That's usually the way that I describe it to people. I'm like, it looks like you're trying to guard yourself with your front arm. You're like hugging yourself in really tight, fish clenched. You start noticing that about surfers. So doing your land-based training is trying to isolate all the other crap going on, make a nice, comfortable space that you can do whatever you need to do, feel the movement, and not introduce it with stress. When you're doing it with skating, first thing first, minimize stress, breathe out, relax. Because when we're not stressed, we learn quicker. When we're relaxed and we're having fun, we learn, we open up our minds, we stop fighting everything. That's the point. It's something I went into detail about in the episode, what the grums have got that we don't. Just being open, it's so important. So the other part of this, before I really go into the mistakes and trying to make the improvements is trigger words. If you listened to last week's episode, then great. If you haven't, go back and listen to it. It's really just this one last little tool and technique you have to make sure that you keep yourself on track, making sure that you're connecting your neural pathways to your mind and body and cementing them and giving yourself these little cues to make sure that you do it right and make sure that you do it well and you train this, oh, if I say this word, I create this action and I do that. That's the whole point of it. So I'll link a guide to that. Otherwise, you can scroll down to the bottom, ep- like below this episode, I guess. You'll see it all there. This then is going to lead us to the actual mistakes you're making. I spent this whole time trying to explain land-based training, why you should do it. But the most important part is making sure you do it right and not introducing mistakes. If you do your land-based training and you do this for months, weeks, whatever it is, and you do something wrong, you can really compound bad habits or train something that you're unaware of. And there's always a solution to that, and that's to film everything. You can go back, review it, have a look at what you're going through. But I'm going to go through a couple of the key mistakes that I keep noticing people have when they post up clips in the Ombi community. And I just kind of think some of these are so easy to fix. So let's go deep on them, and let's just figure them out. So here are the issues. People just going through the motions... People just building reps and rushing. People training bad habits, not doing it right. And then they're doing isolated training that's disconnected from the actual surfing. So I'm going to break down each one of those four and go into detail about them. Going through the motions and just building reps and rushing 
really go hand in hand, right? And a lot of people are doing what I would consider just acting and moving. There's no thinking. It's kind of like, I just go and do this and when I've done my 10, whatever. And that's fine in some regards, but when you're trying to learn something, you have to ask questions. So the whole point of me doing this podcast is really just to get you to ask questions of yourself. If I want you to ever take away one thing, it's that. More than technique, more than any other useful tips and tricks, it's to ask yourself questions. And you need to feel things out and try changes and differences to figure things out and find what feels best. So what I'm talking about here is the micro adjustments. By doing that and changing one thing, you can understand, does this make it feel better? Does it make it feel worse? Do I move better? Do I move worse? Is there more stiffness? Do I have a limitation in my body? All these kind of thoughts come into your brain. So when you're doing your land-based training, I want you to figure it out, ask questions, be curious, and question how you move. How does that feel? How would this impact your board? What outcome would this action create? And what micro adjustments can I make to make it better? This isn't always gonna be obvious, especially when you're starting out. You don't know the changes. So make bad choices. Yeah, I've just told you to make bad choices. That's 100% what I want you to do. I want you to make something that seems so obviously wrong and make that adjustment and feel it. Ask the questions, be like, this I know is wrong. Why does it feel wrong? That's really easy to figure out. Go on the far end of the spectrum. If you're doing your pop-up or anything like that, be like, why does this feel wrong? Then try and make the better adjustments. And obviously this comes with time or if you go through the training programs, you'll know which ones to do. When you make the better adjustments, you then need to try and conceptualize and understand why did that feel better? Why, when I do this, does it feel better? Am I transferring more weight to my board? Do I have more stability? Am I keeping my body stacked and aligned when I'm moving? All those kind of questions. To make it easier, I'm gonna follow up with an example. I'm gonna talk about your pop-up and looking where you're going. This is a really easy one to figure out in terms of what's the really bad movement to do and what's the really good technique. And to feel and figure this out of where you're looking and when popping up, you need to do it on land, but make one change each time. I want you to find some space wherever, do this when you're home. But the first time I want you to try this, you're gonna lay down the floor and I want you looking at the space between your, between your hands or just in front of you. And this is really common with beginners, looking down at the wave, looking at the bottom, watching it draw out or suck up or suddenly stand up and freaking out. They look down there, they've got a looking problem, not a pop-up problem. Then I want you to go through your regular pop-up. If you're doing the walk-up as we promote at Ombi, great, it really doesn't matter. The whole point of this is you're just isolating one bad technique. As you're popping up, you keep looking down at that same spot. The idea is that you're simulating your head looking down the whole pop-up. Ask yourself the same questions. Ask, how did that move? How do I feel? How does that translate to my board? What you should be feeling is that all of your weight and your center of gravity and mass is pushing yourself down. 
a really bad balance if I was to come up behind you and give you a slight nudge, you'd probably topple over. Then I want you to do the opposite. Do everything else the same. We're only changing one thing. This is a micro adjustment. The difference now is I want you to lift your chin up. I want you to look up so the chin is roughly parallel to the ground. And I want you to do the pop-up again. If you're doing this at home, wherever you are, find a spot that you can keep staring at and just maintain eye contact with that. And then I want you to ask the same question again. How did that feel? How did I move? Where was my weight? How's my stability? Those kind of things. What you should be feeling is that by looking up, you're creating more space in your body to pop up. You're creating the space that your hips, as you raise them, your legs can come through and you're allowing your body to lift up with the pop-up. That's the difference. If your body is experiencing a limitation in movement caused by an underlying issue or you're simply doing bad technique, you may need to go talk to someone. So if you've got a limitation where you have mobility issues, injuries, I'm not a professional in that field. So they may need to be something that you're, you need to overcome, stretches, whatever a professional will advise you, think about that as well. But if you don't, it's about just figuring out the difference between where you're looking. That's the whole point of that example. And quickly, before I move on to the next part, now you can ask yourself, especially with your pop-up, do I have a pop-up issue or do I have a looking issue? By doing this land-based training, asking yourself the questions and not just rushing through it, getting reps up, saying I'm going to do 10 of them, but trying to feel it out and making those adjustments. You're like, I have an issue with where I'm looking and how that's transferring to the rest of my body and how I move. By doing that, you could do the pop-up 10 a day, whatever you want to say for a month, or you could do that for 10 minutes on one day and be like, I've just made a breakthrough. I know what I'm doing wrong and how to fix it. Now I need to make sure that I break the pattern when I'm surfing and start training to look up as I'm popping up. To really cement that, I want you to think of one sentence when you're training land-based stuff. You want to be in search of the feeling and not the reps. And as you're doing this, I also want you to think that you're not ticking a box at the gym. It's not just about go in, do this, do this many, and then move on. You're trying to learn something. So you need to sit and think. It's not just regurgitate and do things without thinking. And that's the difference. This whole experience is learning. It's not working. It's not effort. It's not about stamina. Unless you're training surf, strength, resistance, anything else like that, this is about learning. When you're doing your training, you should be training until you can understand that feeling and how it connects with your surfing, as well as being able to replicate it in the surf effortlessly. Always remember... Slow is smooth and smooth is fast. Make all your movements slow. Keep making them slow until they become smooth. Then work on making them smoother and smoother. Over time, they'll become fast. They will get faster and faster until they feel normal and smooth. Do that. That's so much more beneficial than just rushing through and getting anything done. So the next part and going back to our original list is training bad habits, which is so super common. People aren't either a thinking or aware and that's okay that's totally fine 
And if you're training your pop-up or something else and you make a mistake, don't fix it. I'm serious. Don't fix the mistake. I want you to stop, disconnect from that mistake, and start from scratch again. If you correct the mistake, are you training to fix the bad habit or are you training to make the mistake and fix it every time? That's the question I put to you when you make those mistakes. You want to be training doing something right every time and to feel it, not to do something wrong and then feel the correction because you're going to go out and repeat that. If you're making mistakes in your land-based training though, that's okay. Like It's not about having to know 100% perfect technique. It's about creating a system that's going to make sure you do it well. And it's kind of like punishing yourself so that you have to start again and do it properly. And the more times at the start, it might feel bad being like, oh, I can't get this every time I just have to start again. That's so critical. That's telling you there's an issue. You're not moving well. That may be an underlying issue in your body and how it moves. It doesn't matter. The point is there is this strong feedback to say you're doing something wrong. Fix it. Which then comes back into your bad habits in surfing. The more you do a bad habit, the more ingrained it is, the longer it then takes to remove it. So when I talk to beginner surfers, I'm like, oh, I've never surfed. I've never done this. I'm, never, I'm like, great. You don't have bad habits to replace. You think of surfing and snowboarding. So many surfers go to snowboarding, take their surfing style, and the snowboarding coaches are just like, dude, you need to stop whatever you're doing because it's not snowboarding. And I'm not a snowboarding coach. I just know from secondhand experience. So if someone wants to correct me, go for it. But that's the experience I've heard from a lot of snowboarding coaches. But the idea of these bad habits is you don't want to layer them. And you don't want to put improper training on top of, tech, on top of these other existing issues. It's okay to make mistakes, learn the movement and play with it. But make that mental connection and fix it. Do it properly from the start. Don't just go through the motions, ticking off the reps, rushing through a movement, or constantly making mistakes without learning something. The final problem that I see with a lot of people's land-based training is what I call disconnected training. And this one's not so obvious. This relates heavily to people practicing their pop-up and stopping, not relaxing, and moving into their neutral stance. So when you think about that, would you pop up on your surfboard to very sloppily stand in a bad stance? You wouldn't. So why practice the pop-up to never get into your neutral stance and train that as well? So surfing can be thought of as a series of interlinking, interlinking movements. Nothing is isolated and everything stems from your neutral stance. It's the most important thing you can learn other than obviously most beginners wanting to learn to pop up, but if you can nail your stance, make it really comfortable and easily move between every other movement, you're going to have such a great time learning new things. So when you're practicing something, specifically your pop-up, and you think that it will link into something else, add that. Add pauses and think what would happen next after that movement and ensure you're training yourself to, to be ready to perform that movement. If you train your pop-up on land, keep your hand and you keep your hands by your side, your stance will negatively be infected. You'll be surfing like you've got your hands in your pocket. 
I would also be surprised to not see you doing this in the surf. If you train it at home, you're likely to do it in the surf. So think if I'm going to do a pop-up, then get into neutral stance. If you then want to layer things on top, try doing a lean, a compressed twist, whatever you think you will do. The idea is for you to think, not to be robotic and just pop up, pop up, pop up, and you've gotten halfway up to your feet and your back is still slouched. It's get up and do it properly, connect to your neutral stance. And then when you train neutral stance and other movements, everything starts from neutral stance and then goes into the movement. So you're bridging all these different movements together. If you're really struggling to figure out if you're disconnecting your training from the next movement or anything like that, you can always film it. And I strongly suggest you film whatever you do because it gives you a learning opportunity. So many times you think you've done something and you don't see it. So you can't understand, was I holding tension? But the camera never lies. You look back, if it felt awkward, it will look awkward. If it looked awkward, it would have felt awkward, right? That is pretty universal. So if you're looking back at something, you go, something doesn't look right then something didn't feel right. You need to go back and play around with that. Go make the micro adjustments. Go back and ask yourself questions. There's one thing I want to add on to the end before I get to the summary and finish this off. And that's what not to do. And that's overthink and rush it. And so many people with their surfing overthink everything. And they worry about where should my foot be and what should it be doing here and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, I want you to think about these movements and try and feel them out but I don't want you to stress about it. Think of this like how sleep allows our minds to sift through the day's events and thoughts. You need time to process the movement and the training. Don't rush through it. You're training to repeat a pattern and a movement, not get through a certain number of reps. The main focus is on learning. If you find yourself worrying about every small detail, stop. Don't overthink it. Surfing is nuanced and there is never this always exactly do this with your body and nothing that differs. It's a really good video if you want to go watch John John Florence in like 300 frames per second. You look at his back foot and you look at his stance and he's one minute he's at the end of the board, one minute he's in the middle, one minute he's got no weight on his back foot. So many things that people are like, you can't do that, but there you've got one of the best surfers in the world doing it. Watch it, slow motion and watch how his body's moving and doing these things that people are like, your foot's always meant to be on your tail band. It's like, well, there, he's not. It's like nothing wrong with his technique and he's doing amazing surfing. So in your training, don't overthink it at all. Focus on moving freely, being comfortable. And if something's not comfortable, ask questions and make the adjustments. On a side note, as I've said before, issues in movement can also be limitations in your body. For those, go see a specialist and work on those limitations. Don't work through pain or limitations. Don't introduce injuries or anything else like that. So in summary, stop just rushing through the movements. Play with them, add a trigger word, film it, and be in search of the feeling and not the reps. Slow is smooth, smooth is fast. Try to understand how this all connects with your surfing and make the micro adjustments to change that feeling. Don't train the fix to a bad habit or mistake. Train proper technique and just relax. Don't overthink it. Whatever you are training, even when skating, if there is a movement that follows the previous, link them 
or finish the previous movement in the appropriate stance or position to connect the movements and flow better. If you're thinking through this whole episode that some of this sounds like you, don't be harsh on yourself. This can be a light bulb moment to wake up and make some fixes and get some serious changes going on in your surfing or your training. So don't be hard on yourself. Just find the solution and work towards it. That's all it's about. Surfing's about having fun and letting go of stress. So don't build that up on your own account. As always, if this has helped explain land-based training, I'd love to know. You can get in touch, info at onbi.co. Also, we've just built a new webpage for the podcast that you can find at onbi.co slash in-depth a surfing podcast. You can find everywhere you want to listen to this, Spotify, Google, Apple. There's also the RSS feed if you want that. But there's also a button there. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, if you'd like to make an episode suggestion, you can find that there. There'll be a contact button. There's also a subscribe button. So we're making it easier if you want to get the Ombi Method PDF. And the Ombi Method PDF, as I say each week, is just our training wrapped up into one document. Gives you all the breakdowns of the fundamentals of surfing, movement, theory, everything else. As always, I'll link that in the show notes. You'll have a full write-up of this in the show notes as well. You'll find that, the Ombi Method PDF, the podcast page for this now. Next week, I'll be talking about One More Wave. And something I want to introduce to you when you think of One More Wave and should you go in, should you not. There's some really good, exciting learning experiences you can do around One More Wave. I don't want to spoil it just yet. And then following that, I'm going to get stuck into some surf skating. Uh, If you don't know, surf skating is probably something I've spent quite a lot of time on. I've been doing surf skating for about the last 10 years. There's a lot of topics and a lot of questions coming in about surf skating. So if you've got any between now and then, let me know because I'll be trying to make sure that I am in detail or in depth as much as possible uh, and give you guys a good summary of what you should and shouldn't be doing. But until then, I'll see you next time.